Section 15 of Historic Waterways, 600 Miles of Canoeing Down the Rock, Fox, and Wisconsin Rivers by Reuben Goldthwaites. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Becky Cook. Historic Waterways, 600 Miles of Canoeing Down the Rock, Fox, and Wisconsin Rivers by Reuben Goldthwaites. Fox River, Fifth Letter. Locked Through. Little Kukana, Wisconsin, June eleventh, eighteen eighty seven. My dear W, we took an extended stroll around Appleton after breakfast. It is a beautiful city, the gem of the lower fox. The banks are nearly one hundred feet high above the river level. They are deeply cut with ravines, hillside torrents quickly formed by heavy rains, as quickly empty into the stream, draining the plateau of its superfluous surface water and in the operation carving these great gulches through the soft clay. And so there are many steep inclines in the Appleton highways, and the ravines are frequently bridged by dizzying trestle-works, but the greater part of the city is on a high, level plain, the wealthy dwellers courting the summits of the river-banks where the valley view is panoramic. The little Methodist college, with its high-sounding title of Lawrence University, is an excellent institution, and said to be growing. It gives a certain scholastic tinge to Appleton society, which might otherwise be given up to the worship of mammon, for there is much wealth among the manufacturers who rule the city, and prosperity attends the reign. There is a good natural water-power here, but the Fox Wisconsin improvement has made it one of the finest in the world. If the improvement scheme is a flat failure elsewhere, as is beginning to be generally believed, it certainly has been the making of this valley of the lower Fox. From Lake Winnebago down to the mouth, the rapids are frequent, the chief being at Nina, Appleton, Kakana, Little Kakana, and De Pere. Of the twenty-six locks from Portage down, seventeen are below our stopping point of last night, the fall at each, at this stage of water being around twelve feet on the average. Each of these locks involves a dam, and when the stream is thus stemmed, and all repairs maintained, at the expense of the general government, it is a simple matter to tap the reservoir, carry a race along the bank, and have water-power ad libitum. Not half the water-power in sight, not a tenth of that possible is used. There is enough here, experts declare, to turn the machinery of the world. No wonder the beautiful valley of the lower fox is rich and growing richer. It was no holiday excursion to portage around the Appleton locks this morning. At none of them could we find the tenders, for the Menasha lock being broken, there was no through navigation from Oshkosh to Green Bay this week and way traffic is slight. We had neglected to furnish ourselves with the tin horn, and the vigorous use of lung power failed to achieve the desired result. The banks being steep and covered with rock chips left by the stone cutters employed on the work, we had some awkward carries, and felt, as we finally passed the cordon and set out on the straight eastward stretch for Kakuna, that we were earning our daily bread. At Kakuna, the grand cacolin of the Jesuits and early French traders is ten miles below Appleton. Here are the most formidable rapids on the river, the fall being sixty feet, down an irregular series of jagged limestone stairs, some half-mile in extent. Indians, in their light bark canoes, and practically without baggage, can in high water make the passage, up or down, by closely hugging the deeper and stiller water on the north bank. But the French traders invariably portage their goods, allowing the voyagers to carry over the empty boats, the men walking in the water by the side, pushing, hauling, and balancing, amid a stream of oaths from their bourgeois, or master, who remained at his post. I had had an idea that in our little craft we might safely make the venture of a shoot down the stairs, 
by exercising caution and following the Indian Channel. But this was previous to arrival. Leaving the doctor to guard the canoe from a crowd of Kakuna urchins, who were disposed to be over-familiar with our property, I went down through a boggy field to the view the situation. It is a grand sight looking up from the bottom of the rapids. The water is low, and every few rods masses of rocks project above the seething flood, specimens of what line the channel. The torrent comes down with a mighty roar, lashing itself into a fury of spray and foam as it leaps around and over the obstructions, and takes great lunges from step to step. There are all several curves in the basin of the cataract, which add to its artistic effect, while it is deeply fringed by stunted pines and scrub oaks, having but a slender footing in the shallow turf which covers the underlying stratum of limestone. Whatever may be the condition of the falls at Kukana in high water, it is certain that at this stage a canoe would be dashed into splinters quite early in the attempt to scale them. But a portage of half a mile was not to our taste in the torrid temperature we have been experiencing today, and we determined to maintain the rights of free navigators by obliging the tenders to put us through the five great locks, which are here necessary to lower vessels from the upper to the lower level. These tenders receive ample compensation, and many of them are notoriously lazy. It is but seldom that they are compelled to exercise their muscles on the gates, for navigation on the fox is spasmodic and unimportant. As I have said in one of my previous letters, even a saw-log has the right-of-way, and government paid a goodly sum to the speculators for whom it purchased this improvement, that the free tollage might be established here for all time. And so it was that, perhaps soured a little by our Appleton experience, we determined at last to test the matter and assert the privileges of American citizens on a national highway. On regaining my messmate, we took a general view of Kakana, which spreads over the banks and a prairie bottom on both sides of the river, and is growing, bustling, freshly built little factory town, and then re-embarked to try our fortune at the lock gates. Heretofore we had considerately portaged every one of these obstructions, except at Princeton, where we went through under the Ellen Hardy's wing. A stalwart Irishman, in his short sleeves and smoking a clay pipe with the air of dogged indifference, peculiar to so many government officials, leaned over a capstan at the upper lock, and dreamily stared at the approaching canoe. The lock was full, the last boat having passed up a day or two before. The upper gates being open, we pushed in, and took up our station in the center of the basin, to avoid the suck during the emptying process. The doctor took out of the locker a copy of his medical journal, and I a novel, and we settled down as though we had come to stay. The Irishman's face was at first a picture of dumb astonishment, and then he sullenly picked up his coat from the grass and began to walk off in the direction of the town. "'Hi, my friend,' shouted the doctor good-naturedly. "'We are waiting to get locked through.' The tender returned a step, his eyes opened wide, his brows knit, and in his wrath he stuttered, "'Vat! Locked through in that there skiff! You're crazy, man!' "'Oh, not at all. We understand our rights and wish you to lock us through. And, if you please, we're in something of a hurry.' As I said this, I consulted my watch, and after returning it to my pocket, resumed a vacant gaze upon the outspread leaves of the novel. The tender, for we had guessed correctly, it was the tender, advanced to the edge of the basin, and looked with inexpressible scorn upon our Lilliputian craft. "'Now look here, gents,' he said, somewhat more conciliatory. "'I've been here for twenty years, and I know the law. And the law don't admit no skiffs, ye mind, your eye. And the divil a bit of lockage will ye get here. And mind that.' And then he walked away. We were very patient. The rim of the lock became lined with small boys and smaller girls, for this is Saturday, and a school holiday. 
and there was great wonderment at the men in the canoe who were having a bloody old row with barney the lock tender as one boy vigorously expressed the situation to a bevy of newcomers by and by barney returned to see if we were still there we were and were so abstracted that we did not heed his presence we ain't gone yet i see said barney the doctor roused himself and pulling out his watch appeared to be greatly surprised i do declare he ejaculated if we haven't been waiting here nearly half an hour i say my man this sort of delay is inexcusable it will be read badly in a report to the engineering bureau what is your number sir and with a stern expression he produced his tablet prepared to dot down the numeral barney was clearly weakening his return to see if the bluff had worked was an evidence of that the doctor's severe official manner and our quiet persistence appeared to convince barney that he had made a grave mistake so he hurried off to the lower capstans growling something about being often fooled with fishing parties when we were through we left barney a cigar on the curbing and gently admonished him never again to be so rude to canoeists or some day he would get reported as we pushed off he bade us an affectionate farewell and said he had sent his lad ahead to see that we had no trouble at the four lower locks we did not see the lad but certain it is that the other tenders were prompt and courteous and we felt that the cigars which we distributed along the kakana canal were not illy bestowed progress was slow to-day owing to the delays in locking ordinarily we make thirty to forty miles on the rock you remember we averaged forty but it was nearly sunset when we passed under the old wagon bridge at wrightstown only seventeen miles below our starting point of this morning we paused for a minute or two to talk with a peaceably disposed lad who was the sole patron of the bridge and lay sprawled across the board footwalk with his head under the railing fishing as contentedly as though he lay on a grassy bank after the manner of a gentle isaac when old mr wright was around wrightstown may have been quite a place but it is now going the way of so many river towns there is a small rickety sawmill in operation to which farmers from the back country haul in pine logs of which there are some hundred neatly piled in an adjoining field another sawmill shell is hard by the home of owls and bats a deserted skeleton whose spirit in the shape of machinery has departed to ashland a more modern paradise the buzz saw the village dressed in that tone of pearly grey with which kind nature decks those habitations left paintless by neglectful man is prettily situated on the high banks which uniformly hedge in the lower fox on the highest knoll of all is a modest little frame church whose spire white after a fashion is a prominent landmark to river travellers there are the remains of a once well-kept gardens upon the upper terraces of somewhat elaborate fences now swaying to and fro and weak in the knees of sidewalks which have become pitfalls of impenetrable thickets of lilacs hedging lonely spots that once were homes on the village street only a few idlers were seen gathered in knots of two or three in front of the barber shop and the saloons the smith at his forge was working late shoeing a country team and two angular dames in rusty sunbonnets were gossiping over a barnyard gate that was all we saw of wrightstown as we drifted northward in company with the reeling bubbles down through the deepening shadow cast by the western bank here and there where the land chances to slope gently to the water's edge are small piles of logs drawn on farm sleds during the winter season from depleted pioneers all the way from three to ten miles back when wanted at the sawmills down the river or just above at wrightstown they are loosely made up into small rafts and pulled to market along the stream there are but few pines left and they generally crown some rocky ledge not easily accessible a few small clumps are preserved however relics of the forest former state to adorn private grounds or enhance the gloomy tone of little hillside cemeteries 
there must have been an impressive grandeur about the scenery of the lower fox in the early day before the woodman's axe levelled the great pines which then swept down in solid rank to the river beach closely hedging in the dark and rapid flood we lunched upon a stone terrace above which swayed in the evening breeze the dense solemn branches of a giant native one of the last of his faded race the channel curved below and the range of vision were short between the stately banks heavily fringed as they are with aspen and scrub oak as we sat in the gathering gloom and gaily chatted over the simple adventures which are making up this week of ideal vacation life there came up from the depths below the steady swish and pant of a river steamboat rare object upon our lonesome journey as the bulky craft came slowly round the bend the pant became a subdued roar awakening a dull echo from the wooded slopes a small knot of passengers lolled around the pilot-house on which we were able to discern the name avalon of oshkosh in burnished gilt on the freight deck there were bales and boxes of merchandise and heaps of lumber two stokers were feeding cord wood to the furnace flames which lit the scene with lurid glare after the fashion of theatric fires the roustabouts were fastening night lanterns to the rails the v-shaped wake of her wheelbarrow stern broke upon the shores like a tidal wave and the canoe luckily well fastened to the roots of a standard tree bobbed up and down as would a chip tossed on the billows four miles below wrightstown is little kikana there are three or four cottages here well up on a pleasant western bank overlooking a deserted sawmill property while just beyond a government lock does duty whenever needed and the rest of the new broadened stream is stemmed by a magnificent dam from the foot of which arises a dense cloud of vapour such is the force of the torrent which pours from a mighty sweep over the great chute as we stole down upon the hamlet the moon a day or two past full was just rising over the opposite hillocks a tall pine standing out boldly from its lesser fellows was weirdly silhouetted across her beaming face and in the cottage windows lights gleamed a homely welcome we were cordially received at the house of the patriarch of the settlement we made our craft secure for the night toted our baggage up the bank and paused upon the broad porch of our new-found friend to contemplate a most charming moonlit view of river and forest and glade and cataract the cloud of mist rising high above the roaring declivity seemed as an incense offering to the goddess of the night end of the fifth letter